It's Thursday, November 10th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Hidden Gems, Charlie Travers, and from Motley Fool Asset Management, Bill Mann. Gentlemen, it's just us. Happy Thursday. You know, a lot of times we have three guys in here. I figure you two guys can carry the... We're big enough. Yeah. (laughs) You are big enough. And, you you know, frankly, if you want to see, go to FoolTV.com, where the videos of our podcast are now available. Uh, Today I just tossed coffee down my shirt. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're Uh, welcome. We've got uh, earnings from Cisco Systems and Green Mountain Coffee Roasters, but we will start overseas. Uh, Greece has a new prime minister. George Papandreou is out. Lucas Papademos is in. Uh, Bill Mann. He right now is looking at the books going, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. What, what do we know about this guy? And, and to what extent should we feel better, worse, or neutral about the situation in Greece now? What we know about him is that he's a banker. He was the former uh, deputy at the, uh, at the ECB, at the... Uh, European. I'm going to do my European Rick, Central Bank. I'm going to do my Rick Perry right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> At the Energy Department. Um, so he's not a career politician, and I think that you've got. I mean, it, certainly Greece has had some adult supervision over the last few months uh, with the previous prime minister, and I think that this guy is is a little bit more of the same. I think the disaster for Greece would have had would have been for a populist to come in and say, "Look, we're you know we're just burning the house down, but we're not firing anybody else." So. It's it's I mean, it's a hopeless if, if you can take a thread of hope out of what seems like a hopeless situation. I mean, it seems like they they they, they got a good a good guy to uh, to steer the ship. Charlie, what do you think? I, I think what they have now is somebody that nobody's worried about going rogue, because that would have been the big problem. If right. a peripheral country would have decided uh, we're not going to work in a coordinated fashion with the ECB, the IMF, the French and Germans decided, that's right. hey, screw you guys, we're going home, <laughs> because that that's the catastrophe uh, yep. outcome. And with, you know, Papandreou was walking that line very closely. Yeah. Um, and right now, uh, you get a sense that everybody's going to play nice together. So U.S. investors should feel slightly better. By Greece. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, Come on. Go there on a vacation, you know. Yeah, nice. but I mean, it's yeah. it, it is a slightly it is a slight net plus that this guy that this is yeah. the guy that was chosen as opposed to someone yes, else. Yes, the hull of the Titanic looks a little shinier today, <laughs> so it's nice. Yeah. With that image, let's move on. Uh, shares of Cisco Systems up seven percent this morning after reporting strong second quarter earnings. Uh, Bill, a bunch of Wall Street firms have upgraded their rating on Cisco. Is that just in time? Just in time, exactly. <laughs> well um, done, guys. What, what did you think of the quarter? <laughs> I thought it was a good quarter. I mean, we we had not been as negative on Cisco as 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 a lot of people. I mean, I think you know, I think a lot of people really were looking at the past few quarters and saying, well, you know, they tried to get into consumer products and that hasn't worked out. But Cisco still is very, you know, has has a lot of credibility, you know, and there is a build out now for the for the cloud, and they are they're a big part of it. So, uh, you know, we were we were pleased. And not that surprised. Um, when you look at the competitive landscape, um, you've got companies like you got Juniper Networks, you've got uh, yeah. Chipotle, <laughs> not <Yeah>. Chipotle, <laughs> um, Alcatel, Lucent, yeah. Hewlett Packard. What what is the advantage that Cisco has over these other companies? They got smarter management. I mean, for one, I mean they've got they've got smarter management, and that's one of the reasons why I thought that the. Uh, those who thought that John Chambers needed to go were, were people were like wrong. me. I, I, I'm, I'm not pointing fingers. <laughs> um, 
But I mean, they really do have smart management, and they have they have a lot of legacy networks. I mean, it is it, it is very easy to make the decision if you've got a network that is based on Cisco to continue to use Cisco products. The uh, the phrase that was used in conjunction with Cisco for a long time is that you know is this is the company this is the backbone of the internet this is yeah. the company that's building there. Is it still that, or is it some other body part? <laughs> The elbow of the, the, the elbow, <laughs> the spleen. It's the eyebrow the of the internet. And, yeah. and and to flipping it around, you know, if it's not still the backbone of the internet, what company is? I'm having difficulty uh, thinking through the morphology of what the internet would look like. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I I would have to say that it is. It it still has. Yeah, it is the the lumbar of the uh, lumbar. Of, of the internet. Yes. Nice, Charlie. I mean, you're a biotech guy. You you must have some body. We, part we follow can... a company called Infinera that is uh, related to. Uh, high levels of traffic going through you know netflix traffic skyrocketing video that kind of stuff so that's where we're playing it but yeah, yeah. they're more of the aisles of longer hands of the internet, maybe like the say? forefinger yeah exactly or the pancreas what does a pancreas do it secretes insulin besides that <laughs> what do you mean besides that that's what it does <laughs> does that seem big that's, that's, is that meaningful? That's that's <laughs> a little important. Okay. Let, me, let, let me take All a stab right. at something. Uh, biology, not your strongest subject in, in high school. Is, is that a safe assessment? Yeah, my biology teacher didn't like me very much. Well, I'm sure your biology teacher had Was good exactly right, yeah. <laughs> uh, shares of Green Mountain Coffee Roasters down. Roasted. Huge. Uh, 35% this morning, a day after reporting its first sales miss in two years. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, Black Mountain Coffee yeah. Roasters. Uh, revenue for the fourth quarter was up. 91 percent what what is going on here so i scanned the headlines and everybody's talking about the revenue miss where they came in with <laughs> 712 million instead of the six uh the 760 that was the estimates that is not the story yeah. at green mountain um Green Mountain is an earnings quality problem, and it has been for years. So they sell these Keurig brewers. They sell a ton of K-Cups for them. Consumers love them, to be fair. Uh, But the problem is is that the revenue and profits go up. There's no cash flow. It's all going into inventory and receivables. Uh, They're buying up. uh, They've made a ton of acquisitions. That's juicing the top line. Uh, But at the end of the day, they're not pulling any cash into the business, and that's a huge red flag. Yeah, I, I I think it's pretty clear looking at the look, looking at their financials over the last year that they've been stuffing channels. You know, they're just getting as much product out of their hands and into you know into the channels, if you will, as they as as they could. And eventually, you're going to run out of places to you know to, to put it. And I think that we have reached eventually. And 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 I you know, there's been a battle over Green Mountain Coffee Roasters. I I thought it was very very overpriced. I never understood the valuation. It's actually a pretty good company. I mean, it's not bad. Well, I mean, in terms of the battle over it, uh, this is, as of uh, October 31st, um, this is a, a stock. As I take a sip of Starbucks. Exactly, <laughs> as, you, as you sip your Starbucks. Um, uh, this is a company where the, the, the short-selling interest is very high. I believe uh, it's 16% as of uh, October 31st. Um, why is that, Charlie? Is it because of this, you know, the earnings quality that you referred to? Well, they have a... SEC inquiry ongoing. They've they have internal controls yeah. problems listed in their SEC filings. Also, bad. and there's a lawsuit out there um, from former employees uh, testifying that the company is you know hiding inventory from the auditors, booking revenue for product that never reached an end user. Uh, there's a lot of red flags here. Seems this, also seems meaningful. The, yeah. yeah. The CEO, however, uh, on the conference call last night, he he was straightforward. He from said, his lips to God ears. He said, there, he said there is no misconduct. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I, 
I'll tell you what I think about uh, about this management team, and I'll say about uh, Green Mountain Coffee Roasters, is that I, I really think the companies end up with the shareholders that they deserve. And this company has been so promotional, and they've said, well, you know, you can have a, a Keurig machine in your boathouse. Like, you know, yeah. for, you know, our boathouses are very nice. Yeah. You can, <laughs> you, we, we, we expect these to be in every room of the house. Just shut up and do your, you know, and, and, and run your company. I mean, yeah, that's you know, right, yeah. that's. It's so much based on you know where the stock is as opposed to managing the company and executing and executing and just you know put your money where your mouth is and and and, and run your business and and you're going to end up with a good set of shareholders. Um, earlier this year, uh, I think it was back in March, we talked about uh, there was the news that they had a partnership with Starbucks on on the K cups. Uh, yeah. So again, I mean the business model it is very much a razor and blades model. They sell mm-hmm. the Keurig machine. That's the razor. They they basically do that. They put razor blades in the coffee. <laughs> yes, good, uh, good. And All the right. blades, you know, just like Gillette, the yeah. blades are, are sold at a premium. So you've got they have these partnerships with with Starbucks with with uh, with Dunkin' Donuts, with uh, with Folgers, um, and but you've also got sort of sitting on the sidelines. You've got these companies like Safeway and Costco and Super Value who have all indicated they are you know interested in jumping into the K cup market. Uh, I believe the patents expire next September right. on on the on the K cup technology. Yeah. Um, what is the big threat here? Is it is it one of these companies? Is it is it internal? Is it just they are their own worst enemy? When you look at sure. sort of the the greatest competitive threat to Green Mountain, what do you think it is, Charlie? Okay, well, how it works is they sold six million brewers last year, and then the K cups for their brewers accounted for two thirds of the sales. Um, so these are yeah. proprietary K cups mm-hmm. uh, where you know whatever deal they have with these partners, uh, they're getting all the money and then sharing it. Uh, when these go off patent, the bear case is that these, you know, like generic K-Cups are going to come into the market and be sold like Kirkland's or Sam's Choice or whatever it is at a yep. far lower price. And Green Mountain isn't going to see a dime of that because they yep. don't owe them any licensing fee. So that's the bear argument. And I think Bull, uh, Bill might disagree a little bit. <laughs> bull. I'm now Bull. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you know, people are very brand conscious and they're very loyal for coffee. Yep. You know, I think that the, you know it's it, it's like there's never been a patent for Coca-Cola's formula for its drink, but people don't choose Czech cola. They you know, by and large, they will still choose to have uh, you know Coca-Cola. And I think because Green Mountain makes a good product, their coffee is actually good. They're going to have a lot more brand loyalty than people think. I mean, who who cares if you're save, saving fifteen cents on a cup of coffee? I mean, coffee goes in your mouth, which is you know. A, pretty personal place i mean so i i think that on the margins that uh that that they will have some you know th- there will be some more headwinds with uh you know once uh, the k-cups come off patent expiration but i i don't see this as being a, as big of an issue as as the bear suggests so what is the the thing that investors should be watching over the next year is it is it you know circling the calendar of September 2012 and when the when those patents expire or is there another metric that they should be looking at oh you do have to watch that but yeah. i think you would like to see operating cash flow get in line with net income yep. and that they all these like earnings quality flags start to go away and then you can start to believe the numbers a little better yeah exactly i mean i think that they have they they really do have a management credibility issue and on the call yesterday they really didn't address a lot of the real issues that uh, that short sellers have recently brought up about the company they 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 kind of glossed over it which really suggests that the short sellers had a point 
And, uh, you know, I, I, I think these, these guys are, you know, I think these guys are being hit today as much, not so much for the quarter that they had, because, you know, as Charlie said, it was a pretty good quarter, but for the word, you know, for the things that they have said in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, so they were accused of hiding inventory from the auditors and from uh, the 2010 fiscal year to 2011 inventory all of a sudden went up four hundred million dollars. So that is I almost view that as in that far outpaced sales growth. Um, So I don't know. That's interesting. I'll say it that way. It's interesting. Yeah. A facile admission, if you will. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Uh, we're all uh, big coffee fans. Uh, clearly, uh, anyone watching the video knows that Bill is more of a coffee addict than you and I, Charlie, because he's actually got the coffee in front yes. of him. Uh, and I've got a drip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So you're a coffee connoisseur. Do you have a tip? You have- yeah. Uh, basically, the temperature at which coffee is brewed is very meaningful. It's 204 degrees, just just shy of boiling. And there are certain coffee makers that do a very good job of this. I have one that's by a company called Technivorm. It's fabulous. Okay, so the hotter the better. Charlie, do you have one? I've got something better. Okay. I can prove that Bill's a connoisseur. Haven't you drank coffee that came out of an animal's backside? That's true. Wait, what? <laughs> Not directly. <laughs> yeah. Would you care to share that anecdote? Oh, yeah. In Indonesia, they have something that's called, uh, that's called uh, um, ca- Cafe uh, Luwak, and it's... Uh, it's basically picked by these civet cats who eat it and then it. excrete it and excrete it. Yeah, coffee poo. And then it is ground, cleaned first. Yes, <laughs> first. Yeah, exactly. Ground. There, there's a process. Hot water filtered through it. Yeah. And yeah. so, how was it? Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It it doesn't taste like crap. So so when in Indonesia. <laughs> Yes, this is the and it's uh, yeah and it's it, it's it's extremely expensive. You can buy it here. It's you know I'm going to make up a price, but it's like a hundred dollars for you know a, a package of it. It's it's very very the caviar good coffee. of coffee. <laughs> exactly. I think speaking I, of you know. <laughs> Charlie, you better trademark that because if they're not using that as their uh, as their uh, tagline, they should be. Yeah. Uh, Bill Mann, Charlie Travers, guys, thanks for being here. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Be sure to check out The Motley Fool Money radio show this weekend online, on iTunes, and on radio stations across America. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs>